It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Scottish Cup final day at Hamden. Rangers take on Hearts looking to shake off any Europa League hangover and win this famous old trophy for the first time since 2009. The Jambos have clearly been the third best team in the country this season. Can they round it off with some silverware? I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me live from the National Stadium this afternoon you've got Gordon Biel and Alex Ray. Alex, it's been an unbelievable week for Rangers but this is always the showpiece at the end of a Scottish football season the Scottish Cup final what a day in store yeah absolutely Gordon I feel privileged to be here the pitch looks resplendent it's beautiful uh, it's good to be back with the top team as always and uh, I'm looking forward to it I think it's an important day for Rangers on the back of the disappointment in midweek Gordon today would be a big day anyway it speaks for itself it's Scottish Cup final day but as Alex says it's impossible to shake the week that it's been and it all feeds into what should be a fantastic occasion today yeah I'm looking forward to it as Alex said there Gordon and I was walking up to the stadium 40 years since I played my last Scottish Cup final and you still get the tingle of the day because it's the last game of the season there are no feet to be won and this place will be packed to the, uh, the roof so I'm looking forward to this afternoon so the three of us in the You'd like to say sunshine on Scottish Cup final day, not quite the case, but the hand and pitch looking magnificent. And I'm pleased to say we're joined in the studio by Fraser Wishart and Hugh Keevans. Hugh Keevans, you have seen a fair few Scottish Cup finals in your time, but it's always a special day, isn't it? Yeah, and I think Hamden will be engulfed by a tidal wave of emotion today, Gordon, and assumptions will be made as well. The assumption being that it's only 64 hours since Rangers finished their Europa League final in Seville. Will that have a, an adverse effect on them? I think that's nonsense because they played extra time against Braga in the Europa League and then, three days later, played Celtic in the semi-finals of the Scottish Cup, went to extra time again and knocked out Celtic. So I think that Rangers will be desperate to prove that midweek devastation doesn't lead to a weekend wobble and it's Hart's job to ensure, Fraser, that it does lead to a wobble. Well, absolutely. And we know Hearts are the, the third biggest team at the moment in, in Scotland, third best team, and they'll bring a huge support as well. And Hamden, just jealous of the guys being at the ground because it'll be a wash with colour. The Hearts fans will come in numbers as well. But Hearts also have their own questions about their, their fitness in their squad. You know, Suter, Halkett, Boyce, how fit are these guys? Are they able to play? Are they able to play the 90 minutes? So questions all over the park as to the fitness, but uh, just going to be enjoying the occasion. I just hope we get a football match to, to, to actually mark the occasion to finish off what's been a great season so far for Scotland. Yeah, absolutely. And as you guys rightly say, so many questions about team lineups on both sides. Rangers, how have they come through Wednesday night physically and emotionally? Who should play? Will there be many changes? Will we see some fringe players? And what about Hearts, the big hitters that have been struggling recently? Do they make it? Well, luckily, Gabriel has the answers to those questions. Let's hear the teams, Gabriel. 
Good afternoon, Gordon. And yes, big team news coming out of both dressing rooms. We'll start with Rangers as manager Giovanni Van Bronckhorst makes five changes from Wednesday's heartbreaking loss in the Europa League final. McLaughlin, Balogun, Davis, Arfield and Diallo come in for McGregor, Barisic, Jack, Kamara and Wright. So here is the full Rangers team for the Scottish Cup final. In goal, it's John McLaughlin, James Tavernier at right back with Conor Goldson and Leon Balogun in the centre of defence. Calvin Bassey is moved to the left-hand side. John Lundstrom keeps his place in midfield alongside Stephen Davis and Scott Arfield. Ahmed Diallo comes in on the right wing with Joe Arriba through the middle and Ryan Kent off the left. Their substitutes are McGregor, King, Jack, Ramsey, Kamara, Sands, Larry, Itton, Wright, Roof and Fashion Sakala. And their big question is, can they bounce back from Wednesday's defeat so soon. Well, Hearts will hope that they can't. Uh, they've been solely focused on this game since their semi-final victory over rivals Hibernian. And Robbie Nielsen makes three changes with Halkett, Suter and Atkinson in for Smith, Civic and Mackay Stephen, all of whom dropped to the bench. I'll give you their 11 as well. It's Craig Gordon in goal and Nathaniel Atkinson will play right wing back with Craig Halkett, John Suter and Stephen Kingsley forming a back three. Alex Cochran is on the left-hand side. Peter Harron and Cammy Devlin are the midfield two with Barry Mackay and Liam Boyce behind Ellis Sims. Their substitutes are Stuart, Smith, McInef, Woodburn, Mackay, Stephen, Moore, Halliday, Civic and Ginelli. And there are question marks over the Jambos as well. Uh, how fit are Halkip, Suter and Liam Boyce? Halkip and Suter haven't started a game for months. Liam Boyce came off after 15 minutes last week. Hamden is starting to fill it out around me here. We are set for a cracking game and the referee will be Willie Collum. Well, there we are. So many questions and now we have the answers. Alex Ray, where to even start? Because there are so many talking points, as Gabriel rightly says, from those teams. Obviously, on the back of Seville, what do you make of the Rangers' lineup as a whole? Yeah, it makes sense to put Balogun in at centre-half. Gordon Bassi will just naturally go to the left-back berth. Uh, I thought he was absolutely incredible uh, through the week. He'll be looking to try and get up and down the flanks. In the middle of the park, I thought Davis would come in. I thought he made a real impact uh, in midweek as well. Scotty Arfield, fresh legs as well. Also, you've got Ryan Kent, you know, uh, played the full two hours uh, the other night. Joe Rebo, who's the only real focal point they've got at the top of the pitch, albeit came out roof, played a little cameo. The interesting one for me is Diallo. You know, he obviously played the game against Celtic at Parkhead, didn't quite work for him and kind of went missing for a period. Managed to come back in the team, made a little bit of an impact. The one thing we can say about, um, you know, Hamden, Gordon, is it's absolutely massive and it may well suit him down to the ground to try and get at this fullback. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, essentially... Let's call it four changes, if you like, mm. because John McLaughlin is always going to play yeah. anyway. He's the Scottish Cup goalkeeper, and it's four of the outfield changes. So the guys that should be physically burdened by what happened the other night, four of them changed. Is that the is that the right balance between freshening things up and not risking your chances of winning the Scottish Cup? Yeah, it could have been quite easy. I think a lot of Rangers supporters coming along today, Gordon, were maybe thinking Alex Lowry, for instance, getting an opportunity to show what he can do. But that's still, as Alex said there, that's still a strong Rangers side. I like the fact that Davis is in the middle of the park with the experience he knows about these games. He can control the pace of the game for Rangers this afternoon. Good pace in the wide areas. Aribo through the middle, obviously. Still a strong back four. And it's a decent goalkeeper. You've got to say, OK, McGregor is number one. But I still think that is a decent enough Rangers side and a strong enough Rangers side to go out here and obviously win this cup this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, Hugh Keevans, we knew there would be changes. That was an absolute certainty after the physical and emotional strain of Wednesday night. Is that in line with you know how many you thought there would be? Did you expect something different? The, the only thing that surprises me, Gordon, about the entire team selection is Diallo. 
quite simply his move from Manchester United that has not worked out I would imagine that today is his last game for Rangers he'll go back to Old Trafford next season uh, but Giovanni Van Bronckhurst to go back to what Alec Ray was saying Giovanni Van Bronckhurst may look at the the vast expanse of grass there at Hamden and think he could do something special here today yeah I mean Fraser Wisher I wonder if the the slight counter to what Hugh says which is you know unarguable that it's not been a fantastic loan spell maybe just the last couple of weeks have gone in his favour where he's come in he's looked a bit more comfortable yes there's not been a lot at stake yes the team has been changed but he's come back in he scored a couple of goals he's looked a lot more confident has that come into the thinking today? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it has, and uh, there's not too many other options there. I thought Scott Wright did okay during the week, but Aaron Ramsey just can't get himself fit. He'd have been a, another candidate to play there. I think he played there one or two of the European ties, sort of drifting in to give Tavernier that kind of space. But clearly they're going to expect a lot from Diallo, and as you says, in his last game, if he can't be up for a cup final, your last game before you go back on loan, then, then you, you, you can't be up for, for any kind of game. But from Rangers' point of view, I think the interesting part will be Tavernier, Lundstrom and Kent they all looked out on their feet towards the end of extra time and they're three of the, the five mainstays if you add in there Goldson and Aribo they were always going to play but how quickly can these guys recover now I know players are really fit these days they're sports scientists to recover quickly but they are three absolutely key and critical players for, for, for Rangers so never mind Diallo how fit and how much energy do these guys have particularly Tavernier and Kent who all season have played almost every single game so that's the interesting thing in the early part of the game Diallo they just have to get him on the ball and maybe they fancy uh, that his chances against Cochrane and pinning him at back as a, as a wing back but I think a big game for young Diallo because he'll, he'll want to go to back to Manchester United having done something at Johnny's loan spell which he hasn't really done so far Yeah I mean Alex Ray you were in Seville it would have been hot and tiring enough to yeah. watch it never mind to play is there a concern about either a physical or emotional hangover today yeah but without doubt Gordon you know don't forget they've had to travel back as well all being a solid couple of hours flight they, they stayed a bit later on the Thursday had to walk about trying to recover there as well they also had to contend with Jimmy Bell's funeral yesterday morning uh, we'd have done a walk through and some of the, the personnel changes uh, in the afternoon so it's been pretty full on for them however this is a Scottish Cup game it's the last game for some of these players it'll probably be the last game also and it's an opportunity to get silverware I think you have to go back to 2009 it was the last time that uh, it was Walter Smith's team that uh, secured this trophy for Rangers so it's a big day for everyone concerned with the football club yeah I mean Gordon Biel ultimately the way tiredness works is it, it will eventually catch up with you you can't keep doing it forever however I wonder if Rangers can be buoyed by the physical efforts that they've continued to put in and continued to overcome when they've been questioned. I think you mentioned it. You look at the extra time efforts earlier on in the Europa League, everyone assumed that it would catch up on them in the semi-final here against Celtic, and it didn't. Can they go one more time? Yeah, we've said a few times in the season, Gordon, about the tiredness. We've questioned that about Rangers. But I agree with Alex. I think after Wednesday night's disappointment, this is the perfect game. This place will be rammed. An atmosphere, remember, this is the only trophy they can go for. So I don't think tiredness will come into it. I think if Rangers can get the goal, it just gives you that lift, gives you that extra half yard. The big question mark will be if Hearts get the first goal. Will the heads go down? Will it be a case of, you know, they're starting to look about thinking this is not going to be a good week for us? But I get, I go back to it. I think that's a good team. I think it's a good balance. And I think it's got a great opportunity to lift the cup today. I mean, I get what Gordon Dale is saying, Fraser Wishart, but I'm sure there are sports scientists listening everywhere who say, 
you know, that's well and good to a point. Yes, it's a cup final. Yes, there's a huge incentive, confidence, momentum, all the rest of it. Yeah. But eventually, there is only so much you can ask your legs to do. And that will be the challenge for, particularly, as you say, Ryan Kent, for instance. He's the standout, really, yeah. in that one, isn't he? He is, and James Tavernier, for the first time, I think, ever. He looked tired towards the, the end of extra time in, in that, that game during the week. But tiredness is sometimes a state of mind. I mean, how many times have we seen teams who are a goal down, they're under the cosh, and they look really tired, and all of a sudden they get a goal back, and the adrenaline pumps, and all of a sudden the body seems to get a lift from it as well, and they find some energy from somewhere. And I think Gordon made, made a really good point. The start of the game will be absolutely critical, critical for me. It's how do Hearts approach it? Do they sit back and allow Rangers to have the ball, try and frustrate them and take advantage of tiredness later? Or do they go at them? Do they go and press Rangers from the word go and really test? Are they tired? You know, if they get Rangers on the back foot and get an early goal, that would be a real test for, for, for Rangers. But I, I just think that Rangers will find it from somewhere. They'll find that energy from somewhere. You might see them tired towards the end of the game. But I think at the start of the game, Rangers will be up for this. And the fans will be right behind them. And what a season they, they've given their fans. And to finish without a trophy, I think would be a huge disappointment for everybody concerned at Rangers. What jumps out at you from the Hearts team, Alex? Um, well, you look at the front three, Gordon, uh, Sims, Boyce uh, and uh, Barry Mackay, you know, very good offensive players. If Boyce is fit, he's, we've seen them time after time cause problems. I think from set plays as well, you look at Halkett, Suter uh, can cause issues and then Kingsley's free kicks in and around about the box. So, you know, there's three or four different permutations there that you think the Hearts could get on their day. It's interesting about... Um, uh, Gabriel was saying. Yeah, they were just saying about there as well, and then Fraser in the studio talking about you know how they approach this. And I think that's a very interesting question. If you're coming to a cup final and you try and be passive against a team that's tired, if they get the initiative, mm. I think for me, Hearts have to go right at Rangers for the off, and that way you can then impose your game plan on them, and then try and impose if you get the goals. Dad says it's a question mark for Rangers. Fraser, we can only do so much from the outside. We don't know the exact state, but when you analyse where John Souter has been where Craig Halkett has been their own Andy Halliday who's on the bench it should be said today um, Hearts have had fitness concerns leading up to this, Liam Boyce one week yeah. ago yeah. one week ago he goes off holding his groin against Rangers so you just wonder how fit they really are Well I know speaking to Robbie Nielsen quite some time ago, he, he, that the plan was to get these guys fit, get Souter and Halkett fit for, for this very game and if you've got a kind of structural problem, like an ankle injury these two have, you, you can strap that up, you can take some painkillers and, and you can get through the game. I, th I think for me, Boyce is the one. How long does he last? You know, as, as you rightly said there, Gordon, it was seven days ago he went off with a groin problem. Now, it might just have been a wee tweak, but I think was it Gabriel was at the game for, for, for the show and he was saying he's limping around before he came off. Mm. You know, and, and for me, it's a cup final. There's no more games after this, so you need your key players, and he's one of the most important players for for Hearts. But he, he's somebody that could, if he's not quite 100 percent and the game is quite frantic, he's somebody that could break down early on. But sometimes in cup finals, it's worth taking that gamble, and certainly with Boyce, in my opinion, it's worth that gamble. You get five subs nowadays; it's not two subs or three subs, so you can afford to gamble and have to make that early substitution. But uh, yeah, I agree with Alec Ray. I would go for it if I was Hearts. I'd press Rangers from the word go. I'd get the ball forward early, test the fitness, test the, the, the sort of mental attitude of, of, the, of the Rangers players and see how they cope with a bit of pressure in the first 20, 25 minutes. Hugh, what relevance does last week have where a second-string Rangers team beat an almost full-strength Hearts team on their own patch? Does that matter? Does that play into your thinking ahead of today? Subconsciously. It has to be there. Uh, because these uh, young Rangers men 
uh, like Cole McKinnon uh, came on and were exceptional and it cannot leave your mind altogether but Robbie Nielsen today Gordon gives me the impression of being a man who's taken all of his gambling chips put them on his lucky number on the roulette wheel and do Halkett and Boyce and Suter fit the definition of match fit? No they don't but it's all or nothing for Robbie Nielsen Yeah it's going to be interesting to see how both sets of players hold up then now that we've almost got the fitness element of the show out the way because I feel like that's clearly part of the the discussion this afternoon Alex again if we're talking personnel it's hard to ignore then do we assume that Alan McGregor has played his last game for Rangers uh, yes I think that's probably right Gordon it will depend on how this plays out uh, this afternoon if, if Rangers were in a comfortable position later on in the game you may well get him coming off I hadn't even considered that but well it's just a, just a prospect to, you might get him a swan song minutes. yeah well you never know but listen it's just a a possibility, you know, that, that that a lot of things have to happen before then. But listen, if this is his last game, Gordon, and he, he doesn't make it, what an incredible servant! Over 100 games in Europe, multiple trophies. So you know, he's been a, an incredible career. And whether he stays another year, that's one for debate as well. I mean, Gordon, we knew it was coming. John McLaughlin's played in the cup games. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst confirmed yesterday it would continue. First of all, what do you make of that? Are you a fan of that as an idea for a coach? And secondly. Same to you. Has Alan McGregor now played his last game? For yeah, I think Rangers? Alan McGregor's played his last game for Rangers, and I agree with Alec. I think he's been absolutely brilliant for them. I'm not a fan of rotating the goalies, Gordon. I know that in today's sort of a game that you've got to try and keep the squad happy. And listen, he's a he's a quality goalkeeper. But Rangers, after a disappointment of Wednesday night, there's one trophy up for grabs here. I think you've got to play your best goalkeeper. I really do. Uh, so me personally, I'm not a great fan of it, but I can understand it. I just think, I go back to, you're talking about people last game. Is it Golson's last game? Is it Steven Davis' Davis. last game? You know, so there's a few. Diallo, for instance, we all believe that's his last game. So there's a few guys out there, maybe in that dressing room, thinking, I want to go out in a real high. I don't want to go out in the disappointment Wednesday night and then the disappointment of a Scottish Cup final Saturday. Yeah, Fraser and Hugh in the studio, you could run through the, the Rangers team, I think. The interesting thing about Alan McGregor is we assume he has played his last game because he doesn't start today. But Gordon's right, you throw Conor Goldson in there. If he's going to sign a new deal, why has he not done it yet? Stephen Davis, is it time for him? And that's before you even get to you know lone players, Ahmad Diallo uh, and Aaron Ramsey. Is it a full house from you two? Has Alan McGregor played his last game for the club? I suspect so. Um, and I, I, This concept of cup goalkeepers baffles me. Uh, you simply are obliged to pick uh, the very best at your disposal uh, and I think that McGregor should have played today however uh, he's not and I, I suspect that he may think I'm not willing to put myself through another year Yeah I think the attraction may have been Hugh if, if they'd won on Wednesday night automatic qualification to the Champions League give it one more go I'm not convinced Alan might be back uh, I mean I, I've spoken to him over the recent years every summer uh, it's my last year it's my last year it's my last year and he keeps going but and, and listen, he's a goalkeeper of of vast experience been in the game for many years and when you get to that stage it's your body you know it's, yeah. it's sore shoulders sore back sore hands when you're a goalkeeper as well I'm not convinced I, th- I think he might might just be persuaded but yeah, the fear, uh, now's not the time to make the decision when you're tired no, and emotional you know? uh, but the fear Gordon I'm putting myself in the shoes of a man that uh, I can't speak for of course but 
The fear is that you erode the good that you have done If that last season is actually a bridge too far As you can hear the teams are out for their warm-ups here at Hamden Hearts running out first which means 50% of the stadium cheered And the other half booed And then Rangers followed soon after And the roles were reversed So the warm-ups are underway We will hear from both managers after these the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hamden Park looking magnificent. The pitch is unbelievable. Both sets of players are out enjoying their warm-ups. Rangers to our left, hearts to the right. And that means you're stuck in the middle with Willie Collum today. Gordon Diel, you're his biggest fan. You might well be his only fan for that matter. And it means you've got a good view this afternoon live here in person seeing how he gets on yeah I'm looking forward to the game I hope we're talking about the quality of the game and you know congratulating the team that goes up to what left the Scottish Cup rather than talk about the man in the middle Wally but uh, he's a very experienced referee but Gordon I'm looking down in Hamden as Alec rightly says the pitch is in fantastic condition it's a great day for mm. football and I'm just hoping for a great occasion this afternoon yeah no excuses today Alex Ray oh not at all Gordon it it's been a long time since I retired, but standing up here just really gives you the urge to just go down and start shelling some balls. And it's perfect because you look at the conditions, there's a mild wind, Gordon, and you think to yourself, you know, the temperature's relatively low. I think that will allow the, both teams to get at each other as opposed to a really warm day and it's a wee bit kind of... Alec, 40 years ago when I played, it was an ash park. It just shows you how things have changed. <laughs> Still got the scars to prove it. Now, of course, it's going to be a huge day for both sets of fans, a huge day for the players, but the men who have the decisions to make are the respective managers. Let's hear first from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. So I had uh, the disappointment uh, of, of Wednesday's game, the result of it. Of course, Aaron as well. Uh, he was very down after the game. Also yesterday still. So we needed to uh, to lift him up. Uh, we need to lift up every player in the, in the squad. You know, we are focusing now on the final and uh, we, we have to take the, the loss as a, as a team. We have to support each other as a, as the Rangers family and uh, make sure we are ready for the game tomorrow um, to play the final against Hearts. But yeah, obviously Aaron uh, is, is very down, but we are lifting him up. And, uh, you know, he, he has all my support, all the support of his teammates. And I'm sure you will see, feel the same support uh, in the stadium tomorrow when the, the fans will also welcome him and my team. How big a day is this for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? Nothing can change the fact that he is now one of only a handful of men in Rangers history to take the team to a European final. That is, is done and he will forever have that accolade. However, I'm sure he's acutely aware that he's potentially 90 minutes away from a trophyless season, one in which they were in the driving seat in the league and yes, the European run made up for a lot of that. But how big a day is this for him? Oh, it's massive, Gordon. Uh, First and foremost, he'll be looking to try and secure this silverware because it continues on the back of a good European run. Then, you know, if they don't win that, then people have gone, oh, it's back the same old, same old. And for me, it's been far too long that Rangers have not been able to get their hands on silverware. So this is the next big opportunity for Gio. It goes into the summer, it'll be a rebuilding job. I would expect several players to leave uh, as well. He will get his own men in and then that's when he can really start judging this guy. But if he's got silverware behind him, then surely that's a, bo a bonus. Yeah, I agree with Alec. I think it is a big day for him because it doesn't matter of uh, 
get into the final on Wednesday. Obviously, he's got goodwill in the tank, Gordon. You've got to win trophies. And I think also on top of that, the Rangers fans are coming along here expecting to beat Hearts. And I think they'll be expecting to beat them comfortably because of last weekend. You know, the you hear Rangers fans saying, well, we went there to Tynecastle, one of the hardest places to go, and played most of their kids, and we were comfortable 3-1. This is different. This is a Scottish Cup final. Of course, our pressure on. There would be nothing worse for Van Bronckhorst and these Rangers fans from Wednesday night till tonight not to lift a trophy with an opportunity of getting the Scottish Cup and obviously Europa League, so it would be very disappointing. And that's before Hugh Keevans, you even get to the part of it that's nothing to do with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, the fact that Rangers haven't won this trophy in so long, in too long, but you add that to what's going on this season, there is a lot of expectation on today. I think that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst conducts himself with tremendous dignity he's a man worthy of respect but good manners come second to trophies when you're Celtic or Rangers and Giovanni has watched Celtic win the title he watched Hibs dismantle Rangers in the semi-final of the Premier Sports Cup he understands that today he cannot walk away from Hamden at the end of a trophy-less season Some people will judge him harshly if that happens because that's the way fans are. Some people can handle defeat better than others. But I think today is very important for him. That first trophy as the manager of the club is so important and that's his goal today. Yeah, I mean, Fraser Wishart, you are the voice of reason, so I'm not sure sure it can ever be... If this goes Rangers' way today, it's been a good season. And if it doesn't go their way, then it's a bad season, you know, based on 90 minutes. I don't think it can be that fickle. But it certainly has a, a different complexion if you can end the campaign with a trophy in the bag. Oh, absolutely. And I think it'll be a disappointing season for, for a lot of people around Rangers if, if they don't win, win a trophy. It'll be a, a nearly season, you know, that I was at the game when they lost that semi-final. Hugh was talking about where they were well beaten in the first half. But... Uh, People look back at the league as well, you know, six points ahead and more at times from Celtic and lost the league. Yeah, the, the Europa League, I think, was, is one where you can you can have some sort of sympathy because getting to there to the final and being so close to winning, losing in penalties, that's that's a close one. But to lose today, I think Rangers fans will be disappointed with an early season, especially the first season back after stopping the, the, the ten in a row when the supporters couldn't be there. They couldn't be there for that whole season. And I think they'd expected at least one trophy. And of course, people will look back and say, right, okay, Stephen Gerrard came in and uh, revolutionised the, 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 whole, the whole squad at that time, the new board, they put money in. But the league will be their only trophy out of the 12 domestic trophies that, that, that have gone since then. So people will point their fingers. I, I don't think it'll be a disastrous season. I think it'll just be a disappointing season for the Rangers supporters if they lose today. I don't think they will. I think Rangers will lift, lift the trophy, but it's going to be a tight game. Yeah, I mean, Alex Ray, it's tough at the top of these clubs in Glasgow because yeah. if you follow the the journey from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst he's gone from okay taking over Steven Gerrard you see the league starting to turn fans maybe questioning him questioning some of the decisions the lack of substitutions at one point then that quickly becomes oh hold on a minute he's a bit of a tactical genius when it comes to Europe we're going three at the back we're changing within game we're managing games we're getting to the Europa League final and then you get to Wednesday and it's well maybe Aaron Ramsey should have been put on earlier why was he put on just to take a penalty so it's a constant battle for, for managers, particularly yeah. clubs like this, to, to stay on top and, and stay on the right side of, of the, the feeling from fans. For me, gone this all to do with results. It chops and changes all the while, whilst these guys have got about their daily business. But, um, you know, we've seen his tactical now uh, throughout the course of this campaign. 
we haven't really seen a great deal of his uh, recruitment uh, so far but again it goes back to winning this today if he can do that then it gives him a little bit more grace for the Rangers fans I think he's done enough for the European run Gordon uh, but in this city you're judged on silverware you can almost imagine it Hugh can't you you can fast forward to five o'clock if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has that trophy above his head you can imagine every Rangers fan out there thinking this is the start of something. Yes, the league didn't go to plan, but look at what we did in Europe. We've got the Scottish Cup. This is the start of something. Rangers' he problem... just won't feel that way if it's Robbie Nielsen with the trophy above his head. No. The problem for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is that if it's to be the start of something, it'll be a fairly chaotic start because he may have to replace Alan McGregor. There is speculation this morning that Stephen Gerrard may want to try and take Calvin Bassey to Aston Villa. Goldson, in all likelihood, will go from Rangers because he hasn't signed the extension to his contract. Others are running out of time on their contracts and Rangers may try to get money for some of them. Uh, it's a confused picture. The summertime will be very confusing for Rangers, but better to go into that having a trophy than not having a trophy so I'm with Fraser on this one I, I think that personal pride will overcome muscle fatigue and I think the Rangers players will understand the importance of a win for the club today Now of course Robbie Nielsen is in a very unique situation having won this cup as a Hearts player he's going to try and do it again today as manager let's hear from him it's a great game to be involved in, you know, the rest of the league's all done, everyone's away on their holidays and we've got this massive game to, to look forward to and try and go and win a, a trophy, you know, we're 90 minutes away from playing the Scottish Cup home, but we know it's going to be a really tough game and we need to be ready for it, but the players are excited about it. It's been a good season, it's a chance to be a great season, I think that, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of teams over the years at Hearts who have finished third, qualified for Europe, got the cup finals. There's very few that have actually went on and won it. You know, so we've got an opportunity now to go and do it. And what an opportunity it is. I've had the Scottish Cup finals before as a manager, so you know the, the build-up and what's needed to be done. You know, we were so close last time. You know, we hope we can take that next step now. But, but it's it's going to be a great occasion, but it's one that we believe that you know if we keep prepare the players properly, we've got the quality here to go and win it. You know, it'd be brilliant to, to bring the cup home, but you know, we get playing against a very, very good team. You know, a team that's in the UEFA Cup final and we have to be ready and have to work extremely hard to make sure we give ourselves a chance. I mean, for Robbie Nielsen, Alex Ray, Hearts are, without a doubt, the third best team in the country. Yeah. They have cantered to third place and in some regards, you can't do much more than that. Finish yeah. third and get to a Cup final. Of course, there's one obvious further step, which is win this today, but it's already been a brilliant season for them, hasn't Without it? Without doubt, Gordon, I think the recruitment's been great. Um, you know, we had uh, Hearts callers on the show uh, the tail end of last season saying he had to go and so forth. I think he's done brilliant. He has uh, managed to get third at a canter to get to the cup final. He would have thought he would have bitten the hand off you at the beginning of the season for us, does. Yeah, I think he's got to fancy this afternoon. Uh, I know that there's question marks about the, t the starting 11 fitness-wise, the amount of games they've played. But if you look through this team, they're strong. Set plays, they're strong. They've got Shooter, they've got Sims, they've got Halkett, they've got the quality of Kingsley with his delivery. He's got Barry Mackay in the middle of the park to open things up. We know how good a player Boyce is. It's a very strong-looking yeah. heart side. Yes, the question marks is, how long will these guys get through? Because they've not got a lot of game time, Alec. That's why I think, personally, they've got to start on the front foot, try and get at Rangers, try and get something to hold on to. 
Yeah, I mean, I noticed a couple of weeks ago, Gordon DL Alex Ray suddenly was sending me pictures from a random Motherwell Hearts game, and it made me think Reading must be trying to sign some of the Hearts players. But anyway, we'll move on. That's perhaps <laughs> a discussion. He's shouting today as well. Maybe that's a discussion for a different day. Um, like you go through them all and you can pick out loads that have had good seasons but none more so than the man who's in that goal that he stood in many many times for club and country he's the Scottish Football Writers Player of the Year and you wouldn't bet against him having a big say today Craig Gordon yeah there's, there's no doubt he'll play a massive part in this final Gordon if you're, a, if you're a Hearts manager the one thing in a Scottish Cup final you're looking at and thinking well I'll probably break the best goalkeeper uh, in Scotland just now he's been absolutely brilliant this year bags experience knows how to handle this occasion so the defenders will be looking at that thinking well we've got a safe pair of hands behind us but they've got to make sure that they give him every protection possible to be a massive game for Craig Gordon today but I'll tell you what you can't doubt the fact of the way he's played this season player of the year deservedly so yeah I mean Fraser Wishart if you look at Robbie Nielsen's season I wonder if he's been harshly treated to not be in the discussion for manager of the year we've been talking a lot about Malky Mackay who finished sixth and you know did a great job and, and, and did well towards the end of the season you look at some of the other people that were mentioned what more could Hearts realistically do than get to a cup final and finish third they've done exactly as they were asked at the start of the season and uh, the great thing about finishing third as you talked about earlier on is they're guaranteed uh, European football even if they lose in the last qualifier for the Europa League they go into the Euro Euro Europa Conference League so they'll be in that group stage which is brilliant for Hearts so they know there's a, a, a big chunk of income definitely coming their way and he can build on his squad and uh, I think he has done a, a good job uh, he, he was criticised when they came up from the Championship even though they won the league and, and rightly they should have won the league by, by a long way given their their budget but I saw them once or twice at that time and the football wasn't great to be honest with you I could see why Hearts fans were a wee bit unhappy but this year he's changed his formation he's stuck by it and they've been entertaining to, to, to watch so yeah of course he's going to be mentioned maybe third or fourth place for, for the manager of the year and if he wins this cup final then then even more so than, than before and uh, for a player to win the cup as a player and as a manager for the same club I think would be a fantastic achievement and you're, you're talking about Craig Gordon who, who will go a long way to, 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 to achieving that because what a fantastic season and somebody we talk about Alan McGregor how his body is, is coping at, this, at the age of 40 and Craig Gordon's not far off that age as well but he had that spell where he was out of the game for two or three years he was, he was, he was left out of Celtic's uh, team when they signed Fraser Forster he then had all that contractual stuff so mentally a strong strong character and he'll, he'll play a big part today for Robbie and if Hearts win I think Craig Gordon will have to play well when you yeah. consider that 14 months ago Gordon Hearts lost to Brora Rangers Aircraft were mobilised With messages saying Nielsen out So to go and play Glasgow Rangers today At the end of a season when you've been nailed on In third place for a long time It says a lot about Robbie Nielsen's uh, instinct for survival Indeed it does Kickoff is fast approaching But we've got important business to discuss before then Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Less than four hours to go Right, this is it Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals It ends in four hours time No messing about anymore If you don't enter this competition today You cannot win over 36 
£36,000 in the politest way possible. What on earth are you waiting for? It's £36,500. It's tax-free and it must be won by one person who's entered with just one single tick. Stop delaying. Enter Golden Goals right now. Remember, the amount could go up today depending on how many times Rangers find the back of the net. So get the phone out. Text GOAL to 61025 that's G-O-A-L to 61025 you must be over 18 it's £2 plus your standard message rate and the full terms and online entry are at Clyde1.com lines close at 6pm today I cannot underline that enough so for your chance to be our winner at the end of the season text GOAL to 61025 right now The winning team all season long this is Clyde1 Super Scoreboard Less than 15 minutes to go until kick-off at the National Stadium. Rangers and Hearts just about finishing off their warm-up, heading back into that dressing room and adding the fine finishing touches ahead of what should be a massive afternoon. Alex Ray, when you look at the two sets of teams that are heading back into the dressing room, what's the main tactical battles? Where is this game won and lost today? Oh, well, I think at the top end of the pitch, Gordon, you've got Diallo, a bit of an unknown quantity. You've got Joe Rebo, not actually an out-and-out out number nine. You've got Ryan Kent on his days, one of the best players going. And then you look at the front three of uh, Hearts, I think they can cause problems as well. Barry McKay's been one of the standout players, I think, when you look at his assist rates this season. Big Sims has been plenty of power and pace, the top end of the pitch. And then Liam Boyce, who's got a little bit of craft, Gordon. So I think both defences will have to be at the top of their game. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, yeah, we've been joking this week, maybe the strain of Wednesday night and getting to and from Seville would have an effect on the Rangers fans as much as the Rangers players, but fantastic atmosphere in here already. Yeah, you expect that, Gordon. It's the last game of the season, Scottish Cup final, everybody wants to be here, everybody wants to be a part of it. Rangers fans pouring in their numbers, looking for a bit of happiness at five o'clock or whatever it may be. Hearts come along here with a lot of hope because that is a good-looking heart side. They've had a terrific season. Their manager's been brilliant. They've got a terrific goalkeeper as well. They'll fancy it this afternoon. I just think we're in for an absolute brilliant afternoon of football. I really do. As always, Alex, we have a very unique footballing environment where you've got the two powerhouses and everyone else is always the underdogs. Hearts would be the closest thing, if you like, you know, to, to rivaling that, certainly this season. How does the psychological aspect play out today? Gordon, I just think if I'm in that Hearts dressing room and you're going up against a team that's played two hours of football, the travelling, the emotional uh, disappointment of the other night, as well as the physical, I'm coming out the traps. If Robbie Nielsen sits back, I'll be flabbergasted about the way they go about their business today. These players will be dreaming about lifting that cup, Gordon. You know what it's like, guys. The night before a cup final, you think, I just want to get that cup above my head afterwards. So I just feel as if both sets of players will really want to go out in a, a high and try and get that it's over with. I think, I think you're right, Alec. I think if I was Robbie Nielsen, I'd be saying, turn them early, put the pressure on them, don't let them settle. But when you look at Rangers, they'll get Davis in there. I think he'll be massive this afternoon. I think he's a common influence in the team. He gets the ball down, he doesn't give it away, he can dictate the pace, can take the sting out of it. It's got to be, it's got to be fiery in that middle part. Reed Devlin likes to get an about thing. So I just think the pace of the game will be very good. And I think it will be very important, the first goal in the Scottish Cup final. Gordon, we were talking earlier on about the top end of the pitch, but I think Stephen Davis has got a defensive responsibility as well because on the back of his shoulder, he's going to have Barry Mackay just trying to peel into little areas. And then on the other side, you've got Liam Boyce. 
So they'll have to be mindful of that Rangers. The last thing Rangers will want is Barry Mackay picking up little pockets and driving at this back line. I mean, the Rangers captain, James Tavernier, he's going to lead the team out very soon. In fact, there's that famous old trophy uh, being laid out at the moment. Is it Richard Goff and Gary Locke, two legends of the respective sides this afternoon? They are bringing the trophy on. Gary Locke brings it, turns to his right, holds it up to the delight of the Hearts fans. And, of course, hands it over then to Richard Goff, who does the same at the Rangers' end. He got his hands on uh, one or two pieces of silverware in his <laughs> Rangers' time. And uh, James Tavernier will be looking to do the same today. Yeah, I played in two Scottish Cup finals. That's the nearest I've ever been to a trophy, uh, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. But, uh, yeah, Tavernier will be desperate, Gordon. I thought that he get caught up in the, the Wednesday night. I thought he had so much pressure on him. He was wanting to succeed so much. He wanted to be that captain to go and lift that trophy. He's got a chance this afternoon. He didn't play particularly well, I thought, on Wednesday night, but he's a terrific player, he's a terrific captain, and he'll be hoping to go up and lift that trophy this afternoon later on. Well, as you can hear, the atmosphere is bubbling away nicely. It is going to be an absolute cracker at Hamden between Rangers and Hearts in the Scottish Cup final, and kick-off is next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The players are waiting in the Hamden Tunnel. This famous footballing arena is about to welcome the Scottish Cup final between Rangers and Hearts. And as you can hear, it is lively. Both sets of fans fired right up for this. A fantastic display to our right in the Hearts end. HMFC, the red or the maroon and white flags, I should say. And it looks an absolute picture to our right. The Rangers fans have had quite the week, of course, travelling to and from Seville. Planes, trains and automobiles crossing continents and all sorts to watch the team. They are back and as we speak they are just arranging a display of their own. As a footballer, Alex Ray, yeah. Gordon DL, it doesn't get much better than this. Yeah, very excited Gordon. I've not been again for a long time. But I'll tell you what, when you feel this atmosphere, the players in the tunnel talking about tiredness, they will not be thinking tiredness. You come out onto that picture, adrenaline is going through the roof. They know what's at stake this afternoon, how important it is for both sets of fans who have turned up here in their number and they're obviously making themselves here. Great day for it. Yes, Willie Collum, don't forget, is the man in the middle. He's got the players uh, in the tunnel. Why don't we do a quick recap of both sets of teams? Lots of debate this week about who should play and who shouldn't play. Gabriel has the starting lineups. Yeah, Rangers make five changes from their defeat time track Frankfurt on Wednesday. Uh, in goal is John McLaughlin, a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Liam Balgan and Calvin Bassey. John Lundstrom, Stephen Davis and Scott Arfield in the midfield three with Amad Diallo, Joe Rebo and Ryan Kent leading the line. Uh, Hearts also make a few changes with three players coming in. Craig Gordon, the captain, is in goal. It's a back three as usual for them. That's Craig Halkett, John Suter and Stephen Kingsley. Nathaniel Atkinson and Alex Cochran are the wing-backs. Peter Harron and Cammy Devlin in the midfield duo with Byron Mackay and Liam Boyce supporting Ellis Sims. And the players are waiting and waiting and waiting some more patiently for Willie Collum to give them the nod. The two skippers at the front, Craig Gordon 
and James Tavernier. What a week it's been for the Rangers skipper and for the half skipper. How many times has he played in this national stadium? Here they come. Listen to that noise as both sets of players enter the field of play at Hampden. The pyrotechnics, Gordon Biel. I'm worried he's going to get a bit of sunburn up here in the gantry. <laughs> Certainly the atmosphere is heating up as well. Remember, it's John McLaughlin in goal for Rangers today. No Alan McGregor because John McLaughlin plays the cup game, so he follows James Tavernier onto the field. Craig Gordon synonymous with sinking to his knees as Celtic wrapped up uh, a famous domestic end to the season here. How much would it mean to him to go on and do it with the club where he started his career? You can just sense the atmosphere, the expectation building inside Hamden, and Alex Ray. We just hope as a football match it delivers. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. That's an all-important question. You want a good performance showpiece will be shown all over the world as well both sets of players will be determined to try and do their best and secure this old famous trophy the Gordon DL, I'm looking particularly at those Rangers players, they won't be thinking about Seville right now will they? No, there's absolutely no chance for Gil uh, Seville has forgotten about Gordon they'll just have to look to the right hand side to see the Rangers supporters the display there, they know that the support, the backing they've got from this uh, supporters they will be desperate to pay them back with a trophy. But Hearts, they'll be running up to their end. And they are, the numbers are absolutely terrific. Atmosphere's unbelievable. I just hope the game matches it. Yes, Robbie Nielsen and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, both suited and booted. They leave the field of play, leave their players to it. Both sets of players going in for their pre-match photo opportunity. A collector's item for the team that wins it and maybe one that gets discarded to the recycle bin for the team that comes up short at Hamden this afternoon. The pyrotechnics at both ends are not entirely convinced. We will see the opening stages of this game, such as the build-up of smoke in front of us, but we will do our best. It's a good job the guys in the studio have got the benefit of the television to keep an eye on things as well. Willie Collum, the man in the middle, will we be discussing him at full time? Probably, because that's what we do in Scottish football. But in the meantime, he tosses the coin. Craig Gordon and James Tavernier shake hands and the pre-match ceremony is almost done. The teams will stay as they are. We're even being joined by the sunshine here in the south side of Glasgow. Rangers will shoot from left to right as we look at it. Hearts from right to left as Willie Collum makes his way towards that centre circle. He rolls the ball towards Scott Arfield. It's been quite the week for Scottish football. And how will it end? How will the season end? Months and months of highs and lows and drama. And it all comes down to this on Scottish Cup final day. Ryan Kent stands over the ball and he's about to get us underway in the Scottish Cup final between Rangers and Hearts. Goal flashes with Aspire Industrial Services. Leading the way in industrial and corporate branded workwear. Well, the 137 Scottish Cup final is underway. Hugh Keevans and Fraser Wisher here in the studio with me, Andrew McLean, bringing you all the way through to half time. And that sounded unbelievable. It handed, didn't it? Yeah, the, the, the crowd, everything about the occasion uh, has laid the platform for an epic final, I think. Uh, Gordon. Duncan was right It's hazy It looks like fog over Hamden Because of the pyrotechnics However We're off and running And uh, I think that Rangers will Overcome muscle fatigue And personal pride Will 
take them to the winner's podium at the end, Fraser. I agree. I think it'll be difficult for them. I expect Rangers to, to go ahead in the game. And then once they, they, I think they will get a bit tired towards the end, Hugh, and it might be a few hairy moments as Hearts come back in. I'm going for a 2 1 win for, for, for Rangers. Just the, game, the game's changed dramatically. These guys are so fit. They've got all the sports scientists. The masseurs have been working overtime, getting them into some sort of peak condition. But uh, I think it's going to be a really, really interesting game because of the fitness of Rangers, fitness of the Hearts players as well. How long can they go? Can Davis go and dominate? Will Barry Mackay bring his league form to, to this cup final? I just love the fact that our big game here is the final game of the season because sometimes, I think last year, it was slightly different that uh, the cup final wasn't the last game of the season. But uh, for, for all those teams that have started out, they all had a dream of winning the Scottish Cup and now it's down to two and they'll both believe and Hearts will believe I think that they can win this game Unusual Andrew James Tavernier free kick and uh, the delivery for once was not very good at all Yeah just about 30 seconds into the game it was James Tavernier took a free kick from pretty deep about 40-45 yards out at an angle but couldn't get it by the first man but we're now just over a minute into this First half at Hamden The smoke has cleared as well From the, yeah. the pyrotechnics But good displays as well From both sets of fans Fraser T- Terrific I mean uh, Gordon Dale and Alec Ray And Gordon Duncan Haven't they raised their voices Just to be heard On air Because of the noise That's coming from both sides And as we said at the start Hearts filling half the, the stadium as well They've got a really vocal support They'll come here Believing they can win it So it'll be a brilliant atmosphere there In Hamden Park And I just hope we get a game That's worthy of, of the, the, the occasion And uh, the free kick A free kick there By Stephen Davis I think But uh, Willie Collins Played on, but uh, from a Hearts point of view, I think it's important they start the game well and don't allow Rangers to dominate the game. If Rangers get on top, then then I think they can they can take the early lead. It's good to see that 50-50 split in the stands as well, Hugh, yeah. because Hearts sold out their semi-final allocation. We saw that Hibs didn't in the other end of the stadium, but to have the 50-50 split, both sets of fans, you could hear the noise, you could see the scenes. Thankfully, we can actually see the game now that the, the smoke's passed as well. I remember the Celtic-Hearts Cup final, uh, 3-3, Celtic won on penalty kicks thereafter and it was a fantastic match full of great goals, drama and there were no people there and you know it was the best game that I have seen in front of an empty stadium Uh, but this is a different matter altogether this is colour, bedlam, 50-50 split and hearts on the front foot to begin with yeah Barry Mackay with a free kick standing just outside the Rangers dugout so it had a long way to go to make it into the box it's actually gone way too far Peter Haring trying to battle at the far side to keep it in but he's given away a, a free kick and the Rangers players are not happy at all and a card has come out Calvin Bassey has been filled it's quite hard to see exactly what the colour of the card was there but certainly it's, Rangers it's yellow, I think. players are infuriated with that challenge by Peter Haring and you can see why <sighs> Studs yeah. up into the ankle of Calvin Bassey And if it is only a yellow card Which we think it is Is he maybe lucky that no, it's only a yellow? I, I think that's only a yellow I, I think to be fair to Haring He had the ball And uh, I'm not sure who it was Got a touch on the ball To take it off him And he was going in for the tackle I don't think he was lunging Into a tackle that he couldn't have won I think he was he was, he was was right to go for the ball um, A yellow card is the right result It was just that he was just out Calvin Bassey just gets a touch to the ball beforehand And I don't think there's any malice in that tackle at all He's caught him It's a sore one but for me, it's a yellow card. Yeah, you see that sometimes, Hugh, when players are stretching for the ball yeah. and they've, they've either overrun it or in that case, it's just a player's nicked it off him and he's he's trying to overcompensate, really, and he's gone in hard on Bassi. Well, happily, the main thing is that Calvin Bassi is up on his feet and ready to go again because he's so important to Rangers and has made himself 
so important to Rangers he's far and away the best player for Rangers on the pitch midweek in Seville uh, he may have his future as a matter of, of conjecture over the summer but the only thing that's important to Giovanni Van Bronckhorst right now is that Bassi is up and ready to go again One thing for Haring though Andrew is that that's four minutes gone and his game is getting about people in the midfield you know be getting about Arfield in particular and just dropping off the front Rodrigo dropping in it's a false nine so for Haring now he's got to be very careful 86 minutes to go and he is a player who makes a lot of tackles in the game so he's going to have to be really careful and it wasn't a tackle he needed to go in for it was in the Rangers left back area just outside their box it wasn't necessary but perhaps just caught up the adrenaline pumping in the first five minutes of the game yeah well Calvin Bassey is back up and he's running about as Liam Boyce picks up the ball and dribbles by Stephen Davis trying to play the ball through to Ellis Sims in the box it eventually gets to him but that shot is blocked and put out for a throw-in on the far side for Hearts. But they've been a good combo this season, haven't they, Ellis Sims and, and Liam Boyce together? Yeah, he's got a kind of a formation now that gets Barry Mackay, who started off wide and left against James Tavernier. Sims through the middle and Boyce just kind of roaming anywhere he wants, just off uh, Sims. Sims, Sims is, what a size of a lad. Just watched him when he was coming out the, the tunnel. He was uh, next to Cammy Devlin, who's, who's is not, not big, but he's not tiny and he just dwarfed him so he's a big lad Sims and if they get the ball into him into into the box or even in behind he can run as well they'll have a bit of extra cash this summer with a guaranteed European group stage football hearts yeah. you'd be surprised if Ellis Sims was a player that they weren't trying to go out and make a permanent deal yeah he's here from Everton isn't he yes uh, so Everton have guaranteed their survival with that midweek win over Brentford uh, he, he may I don't know he may think I've rather go back to Everton but you're right Andrew Hearts would rather have him in Edinburgh than Liverpool yeah well Rangers struggling to really get out of their yeah. own half in the last few minutes you wouldn't say that's a sign of fatigue at all if that's the kick in that'll come later on in this match but I think Robbie Nielsen will be pretty happy with the start Hearts have had so far yeah the players just maybe a wee bit stiffness in the, in the Rangers players as well which you can easily run off in the first 10 minutes but you have to give the credit to, to Hearts they've played some nice stuff they're getting Mackay and Boyce the key players into into the game and there was a ball in there to Mackay and he took actually a nice touch and Balogun just got there and no more because uh, Mackay's touch was going to take him into the box good defending with Balogun but he was he was at full stretch there to, to get Mackay out of the box we just saw John Souter try a long ball over the top there which he does quite often but looking forward to next season that's something Connor Goldson does all the time yeah. in a Rangers top picks that ball up and fires long balls over the top those through balls that you see sometimes Ryan Kent running on to or the, the midfielders from deep is that something that John Souter if he is the man that's going to come in and replace Connor Goldson at, at right centre back that Rangers will be looking for him to do and, and try and replace that sort of attacking element yeah. that Connor Goldson's got when he plays those long balls yeah, forward I think you're right he's not a dissimilar player actually to Connor Goldson you know, Goldson's a decent pass of the ball from the back I thought during the week against Frankfurt they dropped off and allowed Goldson and Bassey the ball and maybe one of them just breaking into the midfield would, would have helped and neither of them are particularly comfortable doing that but Suter can Suter played midfield before he, he's, a, he's a really good ball player but uh, he's a very similar player to Goldson which is maybe why they've signed Suter because they've probably known for quite some time Goldson's going to leave yeah, Ahmad Diallo now taking a corner that doesn't make it by the first man it was John Suter actually that cleared that one it comes back out to the left side where Rangers are trying to work a, an opening or a crossing opportunity it is whipped in this time it's headed maybe a bit unconvincingly by Atkinson, Golden trying to pass Goldson, sorry, trying to pass the ball back into the box, but it'll break out for a Rangers throw in and Rangers really with their first venture forward in this game so far, Hugh. Yeah, um little nervous hearts look at the back there. Um understandable. 
Um, so Tavernier with a throw in. Rangers having soaked up a fair bit of pressure in the opening eight minutes of the game. Uh, now beginning to express themselves. So the players obviously in these cup finals they have their embroidered shirts on I was looking at the, the referees when they came out the tunnel they had their own yeah. embroidered Scottish Cup final just, is, that, is that normal? I don't remember seeing that before No, I don't remember seeing it before but why not? It's a big occasion for the referees as well and Willie Collum for all he gets a lot of stick he's, he's actually quite popular with the players believe it or not because players can actually live with referees making mistakes because players make tons of them as well it's probably more the attitude towards them and how two, they can communicate three. with them. And, yeah, well, yeah. he's quite calm. He, he, he talks to them respectfully. Some of the refs don't, and that's that's probably a bigger issue for players. But no, the, the Willie's Willie's okay. He's quite popular with players. Well, there's that long ball from Connor Goldson we were talking about, and it was pinpoint accurate for James Tavernier just to run down to the byline and get a cross away. But there wasn't any Rangers players in the box able to meet that one, and Hearts are able to clear. Uh, oh, it's actually Robbie. a free kick to Hearts. Yep. Alex Cochran was fouled as he cleared that one. Yep. Robbie Nielsen making his views on that abundantly clear. I think he's probably uh, saying Hugh Haring get booked twice, Tavernier not booked, but that's not that's not a, a no, yellow card. No, it's no. a foul. It's not a yellow card. I'm just imagining now Willie Collum with a, a, a framed Scottish Cup final referees jersey. Is, is that acceptable? Yeah, of course. It's a, well, big, it's a big occasion for referees I mean, as well. Fraser and I are here wearing lounge suits, collars, and ties. Because I'm just it's disappointed you day. didn't get your cardigan embroidered for well, this one. Here. But I've seen a photograph of the guys at Hamden. They've dressed like three scarecrows. <laughs> just having a look at Alex Ray. Has his bonnet on. He's got a scarf on as well. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Gabriel will be too happy. Our uh, our other reporter, there. he's hearts. just in the See background. Ch- big chance oh. for Hearts, and it's off the post. It was cut across the box to Ellis Sims, who slides in with his left foot, and he was inches away from giving Hearts the opener at Hamden. Yeah, good move by Hearts, and it's Ellis Sims again. who almost got in the end of it. Boyce movement is terrific. He starts off just off Sims, long ball just flicked on by Ellis Sims, and the Rangers are really slow to get to the ball, and it's slipped into Boyce's continuous run. Great ball across the face of goal. He could have shot. But he squared it right across the face of goal and Ellis Sims at full stretch just couldn't get enough on the ball and from Hart's point of view really disappointed. Hit the post and wide. But the danger signs are there for Rangers. That, that gap between Balogun and Bassey. Rangers have been uh, Hearts have been in there three or four times now. So maybe a bit of a lack of communication at the back post there as well because James Tavernier just seemed like he was ready to leave it completely unaware that Ellis Sims was ready to nick round and slide in and get a shot away. Sometimes it happens. You know, forwards tend to anticipate these things, Andrew. But... Uh, for me, there was a movement of Boyce who starts off just in sort of inside left, almost centre position. And as it, Sims flicks the ball on, Boyce makes a lovely run across and through the inside right position to receive the pass from Atkinson and does the right thing by squaring the ball. So the signs are there for, for Hearts. They're, they're on top at the moment. They've had the better of the game so far. A lot of people have been talking about fatigue from Wednesday night and talking about the physical aspect of it. But mentally, that must have been a, a draining occasion for the Rangers players and it's all about today how they can react to that and deal with that hurt and try and use that as a motivation yeah I think it's cup final you know if you can't be motivated for that then you've got a got a problem but as I said before the game sometimes your physical side is mental you know it's a mental tiredness and if you can get a goal in front or you get a, a really good piece of play that can lift players just through the adrenaline and I don't think it's a major problem for Rangers you know, no I, I don't think so either I mean the, the, the occasion takes over today uh, it's so vitally important for Rangers as a club They've only won one trophy in 11 years uh, Yes, Wednesday night in Seville was devastating But they have to be aware of the fact that This is a cup final This is their last chance to win a trophy this season And to be fair I'm thoroughly enjoying the first 12 minutes of this match It's been end to end 
Hearts have hit the post It's a good cup final so far Yeah, a big chance for Ellis Sims Just a couple of minutes ago Sliding in at the pack post And hitting the post with his left-footed effort Rangers yet to test Craig Gordon In the Hearts goal Who has played so many big games in his career But I was reading one of the newspapers this morning He was saying that you know, this this feels like it could be the biggest achievement of his career if what a run by Bassie. Bassie oh. does really well. Has he been fouled? I don't think that's going to no. be given by Willie Collum, but Calvin Bassie. Some players just have that sort of breakthrough moment, yeah. don't they? And Calvin Bassie has been impressive for Rangers this season, playing at left back and then laterally at, at centre back. But Wednesday just felt like like his coming of age is sort of time to stand up at a really impressive performance. Yeah, and, and, a, and a huge event been watched by players and Managers, coaches, fans from all over Europe as well I, th- I think that's the, the, the key thing for him Was that he, he did his, himself no harm And it's really just since More for me since Since Christmas time When you remember the Old Firm game early Was it February? Uh, and Barisic had such a poor game Since then Bassey got in the, the Left back and left centre half He's been terrific And no surprise that some big teams are, are linked with him Just to underline your point That you made earlier Fraser About Peter Haring uh, He's already been booked And I, I think Willie Collum had a wee quiet word there uh, in his ears with the Bassey incident yeah yeah. so he, 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 to an extent he's walking on eggshells but he, he didn't give the foul and that was a strange one because I, I think there was a kind of coming together but uh, Bassey had gone by him and lost the ball so it wasn't a free kick or it wasn't a penalty but uh, yeah that, that's the thing that's a fine line shoot and you can just go legitimately for the ball just be a little bit out and split second out and all of a sudden there's a, there's a red card out so if it continues this way it's going to be Robbie Nielsen who's got a decision to make if, if, if Haring t- commits another foul or two. How much does that play in your mind as a player if you get booked early? I can't imagine you. Do you get booked yeah. regularly, Fraser? Yeah. And sometimes. Sometimes. One red card in my career. So that was my. For two yellows, but uh, that, that wasn't a. Well, Diallo's taking the ball down brilliantly here towards the byline, cuts the ball oh. across the face of goal, and John Souter gets in there to block it and. Put the ball out for a throw-in But Rangers getting in behind Hearts there For the first time really in this game Is yeah, he not taking it on himself, Fraser? Yeah, I think it's on his right foot though, Hugh I don't think he's great on his right foot He takes a lovely touch there He's in behind Cochrane And I thought he could have maybe just Should you say maybe cut back onto his left mm. He was waiting and waiting And there was only one person in the box And he just rolled into an area Rather than looking for a man But that's an area I think that's why Diallo's playing there They're looking to get in behind Cochrane Really push Cochrane back As a wing-back And same with Atkinson if you can force Hearts to end up with a back five Then that, that's, that's half the job done Because all of a sudden you're, you're taking away their attacking threat Well Scott Arfield with a shot that's blocked This time it was good work in the build up from Rangers Stephen Davis If this is to be his last game for Rangers The shot he hit from outside of the box there in the build up Is potentially the worst shot he's maybe hit <laughs> In a Rangers shot He dragged him another chance Scott Arfield at the byline This time And his cross is blocked And it's very calm Play there by Peter Haring Not only to Take the ball away But to find the pass to I think it was Barry Mackay On this side But Rangers keep up the pressure Winning the ball back James Tavernier with the cross Into the box Rebo Holding up It's frantic at the moment And Hearts finally get their foot in the ball And Barry Mackay will be able to Play that away But Rangers growing into this final so far Hugh? Yeah I mean I really thought that the first goal Was about to be scored there um, Tremendous pressure from Rangers But Great composure by Hearts They're uh, defending well So The good final continues to be good Yeah it was I think it was John Souter with the block um, From Scott Arfield's strike there Certainly had Craig Gordon worried When it left the foot Because he was already diving But It's an interesting occasion for John Souter Isn't it Because He'll want to end his Hearts career on a high Then knowing that 
you'll be joining Rangers in the summer yeah I, I think probably the build-up's maybe more strange than anything else once you get out there it, it just becomes a game of football and when you're playing in big occasions like this you actually don't even hear the crowd sometimes you just get caught up in the, the occasion so uh, he, he'll want to win the game I mean there's no doubt about that he's, he's a professional footballer he's playing for hearts he'll want to win this and then focus on being a Rangers player next year but I mean, a lot of folks say is it fair on John Suter because he could make a mistake he could score the winning goal for Hearts he could make a mistake the Rangers win it but as a pro you just go on with the game being a Rangers next year won't even have crossed his mind so far in this game yeah well Jordan Jones a few years back didn't he he signed a pre-contract with Rangers and then scored the winner at Rugby Park yeah, against them yeah, yeah. Scott McDonald cost Celtic the league with two goals for Motherwell and then joined Celtic <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's slightly different just because he didn't have the he hadn't signed the pre-contract before that I don't no, think no. but I think Jordan Jones had signed it going into the game but that's professional football isn't it Fraser? Well, I think you see Scott is a big Celtic fan and but the joy in his face yeah. when he scored those two goals because you're playing against one of the biggest clubs in the country and uh, you want to score winning goals you're a motherwell player at that point so yeah, listen, a, lot, a lot of it's made of it but I think John Suter he's, he's been injured but certainly his form after he signed the pre-contract didn't go down at all well, Liam Boyce just into the Rangers half at the moment, playing it to Barry Mackay, who's been extremely impressive for Hearts this season. It was a header back into the box from the other side from Nathaniel Atkinson, but that attack's not going to come to anything. But Barry Mackay, is he a player that, based on this season, the form he's had, so many assists in the league, that if he hadn't already been at Rangers, that people would be talking about him to potentially go to a, a Rangers or a Celtic because he, he seems to be in that level now where you know a lot of people would consider him Hart's best player potentially could move on from there if, if has signed a new contract yeah I, I don't know I'm not sure that he would be somebody that Hart's sorry Rangers would look at he's played very well and is a really key player to the way that Hart's play but no I don't think Rangers at this point would be looking at him I think Rangers are looking for more abroad than anything else and down south uh, but it is a position where they have been a bit light this season You know, when you're looking at Diallo playing there Scott Wright's come in and, and done okay but they've not had a lot of options in these wider areas All you can say is that some places fit players down to the ground and Tynecastle fits Barry Mackay he's never looked back since uh, he joined the club The system they play as well really plays to his strengths because he, he sits in behind in that number 10 role behind the two strikers he's got He's got guys to aim at with his passes and that is a real strength of his, just his range of passing, his, yeah. his weight of passing and that must be a dream for Liam Boyce and Ellis Sims in front of him. He's a better player than the lads who went down south. You know, He's played with Forrest, he's played with Swansea, but down south as well and he's come back a far better uh, player and I think it's the way that Hearts play. When they play with Sims up front, Boyce and Mackay can go anywhere. They can just play in behind, they can go wide, he's starting fairly wide in this game. But uh, Robbie Nielsen clearly just says to him, go, go and do your stuff, go and do your tricks, go and create things. And that's a great thing for a Barry Mackay to, to be doing. He's not tracking back and having to defend too much. Yeah, well, Ryan Kent trying to make something happen. He's come over to this right side of the pitch at the moment alongside Diallo. And Ryan Kent has been tireless this week, really. James Tavernier with the cross oh. across the face of goal. And there was a collision between... Craig Gordon and John Souter as Craig Gordon gathered it but he does have the ball in his hands but just seeing Ryan Kent there you look at the very end of the game on Wednesday at extra time he was you know breaking his neck to get in the box for that chance that was saved by Kevin Trapp he doesn't seem to be affected too much at all by by the effort he's put in no none of the players do I mean, Rangers have, have had a good wee spell there Hearts were better in the first 10 minutes but since then Rangers have had a couple of really good half chances going to good areas and the, the final ball's been 
been poor None of their players are affected at the moment The interesting thing will be later on in the game I think Andrew you know, Just if, if, if the game goes to extra time as well Would that be a problem But he, he did look tired You were at the game But certainly the pictures on the television um, Him and Tavern there In the wider areas Were just tireless the whole game But they looked tired They looked really Really as if they were out on their feet We won't know the answer to this question Andrew Until much later in the game uh, When it will be Abundantly clear If anyone is struggling With fatigue uh, but at the moment, 20 minutes in, both sides giving their all. Yeah, free kick to Hearts just inside the Rangers half. It's floated in by Barry Mackay, but it's sent back in the other direction by Ahmad Diallo and Hearts will have to start all the way back at Craig Gordon again. But since that Ellis Sims chance, Hearts haven't really been able to create too much. Rangers with a couple of balls across the face of goal. Mm. Yet to test Craig Gordon, though. Well, I thought that the save from Craig Gordon there was uh, typical Craig, uh, brave, even if there was a danger of his own player hurting him. Uh, so you've got two very good goalkeepers on the park. I don't, I don't think uh, Robbie Dose will be unhappy with the start of the game, though. No, I think, he's, no, not I think at all. his team have started pretty well. Another foul there, perhaps by Haring. Got to be very, very careful. The referee, Willie Colm, just played on because Joe Rebo had the ball and Rangers. Uh, attack broke down but uh, you know Haring again the focus is on him but I think Robbie Nielsen will be happy with his team you know that they're looking confident they're not looking nervous at all they're, they're knocking the ball around quite well they're threatening Rangers back line Barry Mackay with the ball over the top there towards Liam Boyce in the box but it's well defended by Rangers and John McLaughlin can gather if this is to be the end of Alan McGregor's Rangers career and presumably you'd say the end of his career I can't imagine he's going to go anywhere else afterwards no. do you think he'll be disappointed not starting this game yes. um, well <laughs> how unfair would it be on McLaughlin if he's played all the cup ties and then is left out for the cup final uh, as I say, that's why I think cup goalkeepers it's a, a daft concept um, maybe the fact that McLaughlin's in maybe it will give Alan McGregor food for thought maybe he could be tempted into one more season but and one more only, surely, but uh, you know, who knows what's going through his mind right now. And as Fraser said, don't make the decision a couple of days after Seville when your head's all over the place. I think I was reading it was a ball Chance into the here. box there. Oh. Joe Arebo just can't take it down. And it turned behind him and Hearts are able to get that one away. But just on Al McGregor, I was reading earlier on, he's got three Scottish Cup winners medals, hasn't played in a single final. Yeah, yeah. That must really annoy goalkeepers, and I agree with you and Gondiel was saying it as well you know, especially when you get to this stage of the competition play your best team and if Al McGregor's your best goalkeeper in your opinion you have to play him and uh, it can be a bit unfair on goalkeepers who have all these winners medals and not play because they, they can't they can't obviously change positions I think it is a bit unfair on them but uh, McLaughlin's a good goalkeeper but for me Al McGregor even at this late stage in his career is still the best goalkeeper there and uh, I, I don't know what will go through Alan's mind You know, for the last two or three summers every time I've spoken to him he's uh, no, that's me. That's me, and it's mainly to do kind of put his body through another season. So he might, he might be persuaded. If they'd won a Wednesday night and they got to the Champions League final, um, I think he uh, Champions League uh, group stages. Sorry, I think he'd have said, "Yeah, one more season to play at that level." So we'll see. We'll Alternatively, see how it goes. would he have thought, you know, this is the the biggest achievement I'll have in my career? Maybe I should just end it after that. It could have been, but it's, it's Alan's decision. Um, I think you're looking at all the players, Connor Golds, and I think. Looks to have made up his mind that he's not going. Stephen Davis to me looks like a player who would love another year at Rangers, but again, that seems to be more to be a club decision because he's not really yeah, started to play games. Hasn't featured too much under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. It just makes you think that yeah. if he was to stay on, there'll be even less 
game time next season another year on yeah um, he's had a wonderful career both for Northern Ireland and for Rangers uh, if he decides to go you've got the chance to, to go out on top uh, and I think that will play games with your mind whether you win the cup or lose the cup that will determine your decision we talked about John Souter going to Rangers Conor Goldson looking as if he's going to leave the club I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst said yesterday in his pre-match press conference that he only thought there was a very small chance that Conor Goldson would still be a Rangers player after yeah. today just how hard is he going to replace not just because of what he's brought to Rangers but the sheer consistency of game time he never misses a game yeah his fitness is incredible no, not just his general fitness, not picking up injuries, but uh, you know his his recovery rate, and he he never looks tired. He never looks as if he's he's he's, a, he's played a game too too many, and he's a big influence off the park as well. I mean, James Tavernier is the captain, but Goldson's a big big voice in the dressing room as well. So he will be will be difficult to to, to replace. But uh, and I think if he goes, he's he's done Rangers well. You know, I think he should go without his best wishes. He doesn't owe it Rangers or the fans anything. Um, but Suter to me has, has got everything to replace him I, I like John Suter if he can just stay clear of these, these injuries that he seems to pick up he's, got, he's, he's a terrific footballer One thing I did notice uh, in the stadium on Wednesday obviously covering the game for Super Scoreboard when the, the game went to penalties and the, the teams all gather round and have a bit of a team talk choose who, who's going to take the penalties Van Bronckhorst was having a, was a chance here for Rangers Stephen Davis laying it back to Scott Arfield but the shot is tame and gathered by Craig Gordon the, uh, the game's gone a bit tame mm-hmm. you know they the started on fire but uh, a little of the fire has gone out at the moment yeah well, I, was, I was saying that the team's gathered and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was having a quiet word with a few players that were, were maybe going to take penalties it was Connor Goldson that was the one in the middle of that group yeah. of Rangers players that was sort of delivering their final words before the, the penalty shootout so that just sums up the, the influence he has on this Rangers yeah, side he's as a one big, of the, he's a big the voice. experienced members of the squad yeah he's a big voice and a big organiser as well you see him he's talking all the time and that's a very important thing for a, for a centre back to do but Suter's got that in his makeup. you know I think if he hadn't picked up those big injuries I think he'd be playing at the at a higher Oof. level at the moment what a pass back that was yeah Craig Gordon has done well to deal with that it was sort of clipped back to him at neck height yeah. almost and he had to control his jump head. up and control it but the pressure isn't over for Hearts because Rangers have won the ball back Joe Rebo just holding off his man at the edge of the box it's opened up for Ryan Kent who has a shot from the edge of the box but that one goes wide but that was pressure of their own making from Hearts really yeah well, very nearly a massive self-inflicted wound uh, but Craig Gordon the old head uh, didn't panic brought the ball under control and then got it out of his penalty box Rangers are finding a lot of space just in that area there Ryan Kent's just wide with a with a left foot uh, shot from at 20 yards right on the kind of edge of the D at the end of the edge of the box and I think that uh, that's an area where Rangers have got a bit of joy Scott Arfield's got onto the ball two or three occasions there one was blocked then he did that weak shot when I thought Davis could have shot himself never mind pass it um, but there's a wee, an area there where with Haring and Devlin just a two-man midfield against a three-man Rangers midfield Rangers might get a bit of joy there we've just seen that pass again <laughs> a slow motion pass from Craig Halkett Craig Gordon will not be thanking him for that really? having to head the ball up yeah. in the air and astonishing do you remember Hugh Brendan Rodgers was openly critical of Craig Gordon and he's uh, when yeah. the ball got played back to yeah. him just shows you can even improve in your early 30s because he controlled that brilliantly and then just calmly with his left foot lifted it over I think it was Aribo who was closing him down it's like yourself Fraser in your career 
get better with age. I'm far better here sitting in the studio than I was on the pitch. That's what <laughs> so I was thinking. Good. I actually just saw the ball get played over the top there and Craig Halkett was running onto it and Craig Gordon just motioned him, get away. Get away. I'm gonna clear this one myself. Yeah, yeah he's this fantastic career, Craig Gordon. Good to see him getting all the plaudits. Well the ball is out of play. Let me tell you about this. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Less than three hours to go Yeah well Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals Ends in less than three hours time Don't get distracted by the football If you don't enter this competition today Then you can't win over £36,000 What are you waiting for? Make sure to get involved That's the current total £36,500 It's tax free It must be won by one person who's entered Plus if Rangers score It might even go up before the end of the game All it takes is one single text So go and grab your phone and do it now Text GOAL to 61025 That's G-O-A-L to 61025 It's £2 plus your standard message rate Over 18s only There's full terms and conditions And online entry for this competition At Clyde1.com Entry lines close at 6pm today So get involved now For your chance to be our lucky winner At the end of the season Text GOAL to 61025 Now, good luck Golden Goals well, a bit of pressure from Hearts here. Barry Mackay with a strike. That one goes comfortably over the Rangers bar. But it's been good so far, end to end. Both sides having mainly half chances, apart from that Ellis Sims one, you'd say. We watch here, John Suter gets the ball and he just breaks. He goes past Arrivo, he goes past Kent. I was saying earlier about one thing that he can do, I think, that's different from Goldson, is, is do that break into the midfield and go and take players on. And uh, and actually then, at that point, he's beyond the midfield. He plays it to Sims, laid back to Mackay. I think Barry Mackay will feel he should have done better than, than mm. that. The ball was laid back quite nicely to him, Hugh. And I think he should have been more. There wasn't, say he was a sitter. It was a good chance to at least hit the target. Cleared the bar by a distance. Uh, yeah. But Hearts now, it seems to be that the game goes in spells. Uh, and this is Hearts' spell at the moment. Ball over the top by Barry Mackay. Well controlled by... Liam Boyce, first of all, it was nicked off him by Calvin Bassey. Ellis Sims' follow-up effort was blocked by a Rangers defender. But Hearts will keep coming back. And it, as you say, it's just these waves of pressure from each side. It's a really good run by Barry Mackay into the Rangers box. He's eventually stopped by Ama Diallo, who was tracking all the way back. That's good work from him to, to stop Barry Mackay. But once again, the ball yep. not cleared properly by Rangers. And Hearts can come forward again and it's... Just all getting a bit scrappy in there. They're not getting out, Rangers. They're not getting forward uh, uh, to, to Aribo to hold the ball up. As you said, it was cleared. And then again, Hearts come with another wave. That was a great run by Barry Mackay. Drifted past Tavernier. Lundstrom was across. The L did really well, but it was took three of them really to stop him. That was a, a fantastic run. Yeah, well, the, ha- the ball comfortably in the hands of Craig Gordon there, I think. They're just focusing on John Suter now, but... It sort of it does something different for your attack, doesn't it? When you've got a defender who can pick the ball up and stride through. I'm thinking Christopher Iyer used to do that for Celtic quite often. That he would he would pick up the ball and stroll yeah. through his hearts, try to come through again. But this time, Rangers defending well. Leon Balogun just hoofing that one up the park, and John Suter's having to head it out for a Rangers throat. Yeah, I feel that was one of the problems Rangers had during the week against Frankfurt. They backed off. And Goldson was trying his big diagonals, but the, you know they were they were reading those. And uh, in the midfield, they couldn't get the ball into Jack or Lundstrom or Kamara. And I thought Davis would have been an ideal player to play at that point because if you got a team that's sitting off, you need somebody that's going to make things happen, especially in a modern game. And Suter can do that; they can go forward, 
They just play that telling 10-yard pass sometimes along the ground or like there. A gap opens up and all of a sudden he's committing midfield players to go to him and the gaps open up for others. It's not having a a natural number nine affecting Rangers at all. We've seen them do it in Europe and it's worked with Joe Aribo, but there's not really been too much of a focal point in the box so far. Whenever Joe Aribo's got on the ball, it's been sort of outside and around the box rather than actually in there. Yeah, I think it's a difficult one. I mean, Kemar Roof picked up the, the, the knee injury and he's clearly, I mean, he's, he's been out three or four weeks, so his general fitness would be okay to start the game, I think. So clearly he's, he's still got a bit of a problem. The fact that he only came on with four minutes to go yeah. makes you think that Surely he just wasn't wasn't fit to take part really, despite the yeah. fact that he came on and, and created a, a great opportunity for Ryan Kent in the dying moments. You would think that if, they, if they'd well back in the day when I was playing two subs or three subs, but even recent, more recently five subs, he might not have been on the bench because you're limiting your options. But now you can put anybody on the bench and just think, right, if we've got five minutes in him. So I think if he'd been even 70 percent fit, they might have started him today, but clearly he's not it's not right. But as you say, they might just throw him on or need to throw him on uh, towards the end of the game to get a goal. There could be penalties as well later oh. on, which would be, uh, I'm not sure any Rangers players would thank you if this one went to penalties again. I think the fans have seen enough of penalty kick shootouts. <laughs> uh, I, I really do think good ball there for That's a wonderful Joe ball by Stephen Davis to Joe Aribo, who driving into the box, the left-footed shot is blocked once again by John Souter, who's been getting his body in the way of pretty much everything Rangers have been throwing at them so far. Yeah, that was a good block and a lovely ball by Davis. Aribo breaking intense inside left position he had no option because he only had Diallo who'd made a, a good run to get himself forward was going backwards and forward trying to get himself into, into a bit of space but Hearts had three defenders so Aribo had no option and that might just be a wee sign of just a wee bit of general fatigue when you're not getting as many players forward as you would like John Souter could this be a frustrating watch for Rangers fans this one seeing him because he's done well so far defensively yeah. he's He's blocking everything so they'll have a wee bit of promise about what he could maybe offer them next season but they're also not wanting him to have too good a game. I know you can't ask supporters to stop and take stock during a cup final but they're, they're looking at consummate professionalism here. This is his last game in Mar- a maroon jersey. His next game will be in a blue jersey uh, but he is committed to Hearts. Uh, he may get, if Hearts win the cup he may get some ribbing in the dressing room but he's doing well. Crossed by Ryan Kent towards the back post there. Nathan Atkinson has just decided... Sorry, Alex Cochran it was at the back post. Has just decided to head that one out. Didn't feel too comfortable about doing anything else with Ahmad Diallo at his back. Better by Kent. First time we've really seen him in that wide area. Bursting past uh, Atkinson and as he's done so often. Just hangs a lovely left foot across the back post. Uh, Diallo's coming in. I think Cochran did the right thing. He didn't really have much option. He was uh, three or four yards out at the back post. Couldn't really do much, although Diallo wasn't pressuring him. So a good chance here for Rangers corner from James Tavernier whipped into the box headed away by guess who John Souter again the danger isn't clear though Rangers will try and get this one back towards the heart spot clipped over the top by Ryan Kent and comfortably into the hands once again of Craig Gordon just getting a a report from the stadium Gabriel our reporter is there he says that Aaron Ramsey went out to warm up was holding his hands up an apology to the Rangers supporters as he went out to warm up and he was met with Applause from the, the Rangers fans Yeah What is the point in um, Making The man feel any worse Than he already feels uh, You know the, He was I think his move here From Juventus Has not Worked out uh, You know Celtic won the title Rangers have lost in Seville uh, And he had the misfortune To miss the penalty um, But There's no point in 
staging demonstrations against him. Who knows, before the end of play today, he may have helped win the cup. Do you think he'll be really keen to get back out on that pitch yeah. as soon as possible today and try and make something happen in this game? Yeah, again, and she's right, it hasn't worked out for, for Aaron Ramsey. He doesn't want to be injured. It's not his fault. And he has had in recent years a number of injuries, but he's a top player and I know he was, he's been mocked by by many people from teams, other teams, supporters, but um, it has to be somebody. You know, a penalty shootout. Somebody's going to be the one to miss it, and it was uh, for Aaron. It was unfortunately it was it was uh, him. But you know, if, you, if you're a pro, you play at the highest level. You've just got to get back back into the way of things very very quickly. And I think he'll be very keen to to come on. And you never know. Just at the moment, Rangers not really, not really that wee five ten minutes spell just between ten and twenty minutes. They they into good areas, but other than that. They're not keeping possession of the ball well enough And that's the type of thing Ramsey can do So he might have a role to play early in the second half Yeah, Hearts have had a lot of possession In the last five minutes or so Rangers winning a free kick in their own box Calvin Bassey being knocked over by Ellis Sims He takes quite a bit of knocking over Calvin Bassey oh, yeah. You can see on Wednesday His strength just being able to You know, He frustrated the Eintracht Frankfurt players so much Great As they in. cross into Oof. the box And Joe Aribo flicks that one just wide Of the Hearts goal But that was a good opening for Rangers With the the work down the left Joe Arriba's header Just off target though Well you, When that ball Reached his head You're thinking Goal uh, But the finish Was not uh, As good as it might have been Yeah Simple play Hearts caught 2v1 There Atkinson Against Kent and Aribo And they didn't get Another player out there To support him So Bassi had plenty of time Just to whip the ball in And Aribo The front post he, he, It was an awkward one He was beyond the front post He was He was uh, a difficult one for him but he should have maybe I think hit the target from there yep remember we will be taking your calls 5 o'clock the open line and you can give us your thoughts on the game anything you want to put to the panel whatever you think of the Scottish Cup final whatever way it's gone if your team's won you might want to just come on and gloat if your team's lost then possibly something you're unhappy about refereeing decisions potentially <laughs> you never know it's all been uh, Pretty straightforward so far well, at Hamden in that respect. To be fair to Willie Collum, he had to book Peter Haring, he did. And there has not been another contentious moment in the game. The tempo's gone out of the game here yeah. a bit, hasn't it? Yeah. So, so the edge that was there earlier on with the with tackling, and there was a few fouls, especially the first five, ten minutes, there was a number of fouls, and you're right, Haring deserved to get booked. But the tempo's just gone from the game. As you see here, Rangers just knocking about across the back, and Hearts are dropping off, allowing them that after pressing them in the early stages. Will Rangers be quite happy that it's not a high tempo at the moment just based on the week they've had yeah I think so but, but their, their tempo's slow as well so it's not actually helping them you know and, and again Hearts have just kind of dropped, dropped off and uh, allowed Rangers the ball and quite happy for Goldson and, and Bassey and Balogun to have the ball at the back and that's uh, they're a bit ponderous I think Rangers have to move the ball through the midfield quicker yeah well the ball just with John McLaughlin now a few yards from his own goal I think Liam Boyce was Feeling he was maybe fouled at the edge of the Rangers box there, but nothing given by Willie Collum as Rangers look for that long ball over the top again. Unsuccessful this time, but they do win possession with Calvin Bassey, who highlights his versatility today, doesn't it? Played centre-back on Wednesday, had a very good performance, and now slotted in at left-back again, where everyone thought was his natural position when he first joined Rangers, and that's what he was originally bought for. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why teams will be looking at him as well. If you've got a player like that who can play a couple of positions and play them well that uh, that helps you with your, your transfer value it will be interesting to see what Rangers do over the summer time with it like some Morelos as well and uh, Ryan Kent I think oh, they're coming towards the end of their contracts as well maybe another year or two 
Bassey, there'll definitely be inquiries, I'm sure, but will they get a price that'll make themselves? So, huge change of Rangers over the summer. An extra quality, I say quality, an extra thing that Calvin Bassey has attached to him that would make him more attractive to teams down south is that he fulfills their homegrown quota. He came through at Leicester, despite being a Nigerian international now, he still counts as a homegrown player, which... Premier League clubs are always on the lookout for yeah. if there's there's young talent that fulfil that. Yeah, um, Stephen Gerrard's the obvious one because he he brought him to to Rangers in the first place. So uh, yeah, I think reports this morning that that Stephen Gerrard was was looking at a potential deal. Yeah, yeah, but his, his value is high now though. I mean, you play like that in the in the the Europa League, and I was at a meeting the other day when players unions from across Europe and the, he was the one they were talking about after watching the game the day after so he's been noticed and there'll certainly be plenty of interest in the summer Bassey is worth more money than Nathan Patterson in my estimation uh, and you know if you're Rangers and you're offered a huge sum of money you you really do have to consider it I mean, you, you like Morelos is one that's always linked with, with yeah. transfers and he looks happier in the last few months but he's still got one year left I think left his contract so you think Bassey could be the, the most valuable asset at the moment oh. Yeah, with Morelos, Kent and Aribo all running into the final year of their deals as well. There's got to be a lot of work done by Rangers this summer, you'd think, as they come forward. Bassey finding Kent, they're claiming for handball against John Souter as the ball. I think it was outside the box, John Souter. Nothing was given. Rangers will continue to try and find that opening with possession in the heart's half. Ryan Kent doing as he likes to do, picking the ball up, shifting inside. A couple of stepovers. Finds Calvin Bassey who goes for the cross into the box. It was dangerous. And Ahmad Diallo, that was a huge chance. He drops to the ground with his head in his hands. And he's that was a big, score. big opportunity. He's got to score. We've had one look at it, but he's got to score. Bassey again, Kent dragging players towards him. And Bassey just doing the overlap. You see Kent with three players around him. He just plays it nicely into the path of Bassey. And there's a cross comes in. And my goodness, he's got to score, the young lad. He gets inside Cochrane. He's six yards out. He's got to score from there. What a chance. I mean, he's head in his hands, he knows it. Yeah, well, he scored a, a couple of goals so far, Ahmad Diel. Both of them against Ross County. I think both yeah. of them from a, I think a combined about three yards. That was <laughs> a different ch- type of chance, that back post header. As it's now Ellis Sims running towards the Rangers box. Rangers do have their numbers back. It's Atkinson on the overlap. And on Hart's now win a corner. And that's just... This game, isn't it? It's back and forward. Both teams having chances. The tempo drops, then it picks up again for five minutes, then it drops for five. But that was great defending with Goldson there, I have to say. Lovely flick on by Boyce. You thought Sims was almost clean through. He was in behind Balligan. But Goldson got across and he just stood up. He didn't dive in and he forced um, Sims away from the penalty area. Sims laid it into Atkinson and it was Goldson that blocked across. So great defending by Goldson. That will be a corner for Hearts. Barry Mackay, their regular set-piece taker, just putting this one down in the quadrant. For that ball into the box, Suter and Sims lining up around the centre circle, and that one poor not beating the first man. A poor delivery. There's been a lot of poor dead balls today. Yeah, from from both sides. Tavernier's not been at his best either, and Mackay a few times now has been really slack with his with his crossing. Ahmad Diallo did well to hold that ball up there. It's not something you'd truly associate with him holding the ball up, but he did well and finds Joribo. But Rangers once again, they don't really have players piling into the box when they're getting the ball wide, although. They did have a chance from across on the left a few minutes ago. That Ahmad Diallo header. Rangers' best chance of the game so far. Ellis Sims hitting the post for Hearts. Just a minute and a half left of this half, which has flown in so far, Fraser. I think it's been a decent game. We're just looking here at the, the chance it was missed. Lovely ball by Bassey. And in comes Diallo. Free header. He must score that. It's a 
big, big chance. James Tavernier was there with his head in his hands as well. So that's been Rangers' best chance of the game. The closest hearts have come was Ellis Sims hitting the hitting the post. But uh, I think it's been a good game so far. I've, I've enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's ebbed and flowed. Sometimes the tempo has just dropped a wee bit. But overall, I think it's a fair result. I think uh, neither side really has looked at scoring that winning, sorry, that winning goal, that, that goal to, to, to break the, the deadlock. So I think 0-0 at halftime would be a fair result. I can't imagine there's going to be too much injury time either, Hugh. There's not no. too many stoppages in the game. No, but uh, if you go to score, now's an excellent time to do it. Another Bassey delivery trying to play in Joe Aribo in behind, but that one is gathered by Craig Gordon. Just a bit of frustration from Calvin Bassey. Maybe the run that he was looking for wasn't made by Joe Aribo with 30 seconds left to go in this half. And if there's going to be one more chance, it would surely be the final one of the half. It's made a difference of having a Morelos or a roof up front. They'll make the centre forward runs. Aribo likes to come to the ball. That's his natural number 10. A midfield player, he likes to come to the ball and get on it. Whereas that was looking for, Bassey was looking there for a run in behind. Yeah, well, Ahmad Diallo is fouled just next to the centre circle. Well, it looked as if he was fouled actually, but it's not given. And Hearts play the ball forward. That could be the final action of the half because I've not seen a fourth official's board at all and Willie Collum points to the tunnel that is half time let's get the story with the guys at Hamden yes half time in this Scottish Cup final Rangers nil Hearts nil a good Cup final first and foremost lots of endeavour lots of end to end stuff but ultimately no breakthrough it was a very lively start in truth Tavernier and Lundstrom both going in on Barry Mackay early and it only took three minutes for the first booking which tells you a bit about the way this game has been played. It was Peter Haring for a very hefty challenge on Calvin Bassey. We didn't have to wait long for the best chance of the game and it came the way of Hearts. It was Ellis Sims. It was cut across, fired over by Liam Boyce. He was sliding in, just couldn't quite see the shot diverting and it came off the side of the woodwork and away to safety. Ahmad Diallo's been involved. He got in down the right-hand side, had a cross clear later on in the half. He perhaps had, had one of Rangers' best chances as well. Sneaked in at the back post and a bullet header, but it flew high and wide. Joe Aribo has had a header wide as well. And Ryan Kent has dragged the shot while Scott Arfield could only manage to find the arms of Craig Gordon. Hearts have got forward a lot of times. You have to say Ellis Sims has been an absolute handful. But for all that, at the break, it does set Rangers nil, Hearts nil. And Alex Ray... It's been close, it's been good, and there's lots to play for. Yeah, without doubt, it's been well contested. And you rightly said, God, there's been several chances at both ends. You know, I think both sets of players have been really happy with their performances. Both managers have been relatively happy. There's only been the odd shot, the odd chance. I think the best chance fell to uh, uh, Diallo, the header at the back post. And then Sims hit the post earlier on. So they were the two outstanding chances in the first half. Yeah, it's been a great tactical battle, Gordon. I think the only thing that's missing this cup final just now is a goal. I think uh, both teams have had a, a half chance. Probably Diallo's been the best chance of the game. But I think Alex, right, I think both managers will be reasonable to Just given the way it works here, Alex, yeah. will Robbie Nielsen be the happier? Rangers' expectations would be higher, you would imagine. Yeah, listen, I think the way they've set up really well, Gordon, you know, they've, they've dropped off the ball, they've, 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 they've pressed from behind, they've got a mid-block, and then when it's been on to the, the post threats, as you rightly said, Sims has been a real handful, they've got Boyce running round the face of him, uh, and I think Boyce picks up really good pockets and they become a real threat when they get into that uh, final third. What will be the main source of frustration for either manager at this point, Gordon? Uh, probably a goal, uh, Gordon. Uh, I think both teams have had a decent chance, as I say, Sims at the back post. I'll pick up an Alex point there. I think Boyce for Hearts has been brilliant. First half, picking up great positions. Got to watch that. But for Rangers, 
they've got to target young Cochrane down the left hand side he's all over the place and I think that's where he can get joy it's been quite the opening 45 minutes it's been frantic it's been end to end there have been chances but not any goals as yet so as it stands at half time in the Scottish Cup final here at Hamden it's Rangers nil Hearts nil Scottish football's league leader this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 